Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. Speaking of living the old-time way, we are back, and we're going to be dealing with the topic of holiness. If you listened to the last several episodes, we already started this little series, mini-series within a series, I guess, on holiness. You already heard some talking about gender distinction and some of appearance and modesty, and we've been promising we was going to get it to you. It's been taking a little while, and I apologize for that. But we've talked in holiness and in its entirety until now we're going to deal with more of the appearance aspect of holiness. We've talked about um, how you should talk. We've talked about how you should act. We've talked about gender. We've talked about um, being, you know, being nice to folks. We've talked about your actions, where you go, what you do. All of it together is holiness, the unity We've talked about all kinds of different things to be holiness people because this is a holiness podcast, and the Bible teaches holiness. As one preacher said, the front cover is Holy Bible. But anyways, we are here today with a special guest, a friend of mine. We welcome him to the podcast today, so we're going to jump right into it, and we're going to deal with some issues that need to be dealt with. It's not enough just to know because so-and-so said so. We need to know why. Why do you believe this? The world, and they teach in their colleges and things, they teach them why. You go talk to a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon, they've been indoctrinated why. We should know why. We should know why we believe what we believe, not just because somebody told us to, and that's good. That's good. But from that, my pastor has always said, go home and study it for yourself, because when you study it, you'll know that's why I preached it. Because it's what we believe, and so that's what this is about. And so, if maybe you already know, and maybe this is just a fresh a refresher course for you, then great. Maybe you don't know, and you're somebody that wants to know why I do this, or why I wear this, or don't wear that. Then we hope and trust that this will encourage you to teach you why we believe what we believe. And so, without further ado, I want to welcome to the podcast Pastor Tim Brim. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Austin. Glad to be here with you. Overwhelming response. Yes, yes, indeed. So we're here today with Pastor Tim Brim. We appreciate him being here. So he's going to start out and just tell us a few things about him before we jump into the content today. All right. Well, my name is Tim, and my last name is Brim. And that's about all I can tell you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I was born in Granite City, Illinois, 1972. That's a long time ago. And about, I've been there. Yeah. I'm about to turn 50 years old. I was raised there. Of course, Brother David Brim now pastors there. My brother, he pastors the church we were raised in. But then we uh, went to Bible college and met Sister Barbara and married her in 93. And we evangelized for 10 and a half years, all mm. total. And then we've been here for 13 and a half years. We pastored one church, our first church. We made it a year. It was really exciting. And our second church, we pastored about five years. And then, of course, we taught at Export for a year. 
in the midst of all that. And uh, now we're here, growing old together in the ministry. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a privilege to be with you. I appreciate sure excited that. about this. I appreciate you coming on and helping us. Yeah, helping us deal with um, this topic of holiness, specifically mm-hmm. the appearance aspect of it. And right. I know that holiness is not all appearance, mm-hmm. but just because it's not all appearance doesn't mean we should just put it off away. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, um, one of the most used, quoted verses in Hebrews is to follow peace with all man and holiness without. No man shall see the Lord. And we got to remember that forgotten cause to follow peace with all men. Right. But holiness without. Mm-hmm. Holiness without. And there's so much controversy on this word holiness. And, you know, I just am who I am. Even even amongst our churches. A lot mm-hmm. of times the church sign will say, so-and-so holiness church. But right. then when the preacher gets up and just says, just say the word holiness you can just feel the life leave the room. <laughs> They're like, oh, boy. Yeah. But it shouldn't be that way. No, sir. It should not be that way. If we're truly living holiness, it should be something to to, to grab a hold of, to love. Right. You know, one man said, you know, it's, it's against the Bible to be a thief. You shouldn't steal. Mm-hmm. He said, but it only makes a thief upset. Mm. That's right. Only the only the thief's the one upset by that by that law. Yes. By, by that rule. It, it don't phase me. Right. But so folks that... The life leaves the room, and they're the ones giving you the funny faces, mm-hmm. and they're the ones looking at you like, oh, boy. That's because they're struggling with holiness. Right, right. And so, anyways, we're going to jump right into it, and I have asked you to um, help us deal with uh, several topics quite a bit, actually. Okay. So this is going to be a two-part episode. All right. So you all keep listening, but the first part of this episode, we're going to deal with the head and the hair. Okay. Not so much your head, my head, <laughs> right? But the head, yes, and your hair. Mm-hmm. Well, when we look at the head and hair, going to First Corinthians eleven would be our biblical foundation. We find a biblical chain of command there. The reason for that is God realizes that if the head of any organization or entity is is compromised or destroyed then the devil has free access to the rest of the body and god required the first of everything to be given to him he wanted the first born of men and animals he wanted the firstborn son. He wanted the first day of the week he requires the first fruit in the old testament uh, he wants the first of our income and our increase as the tithe. So God was always interested in what was first or what we are talking about here as the head of uh, an entity or organization. Right. God doesn't want our leftovers. No, he wants first. And and if we would just comprehend that, even in our tithes and our income, it would bless and change our finances. If we would understand that in our home, mm-hmm. It would change our homes. If we would understand that in our churches, it would change our churches. So when it comes to the home, 1 Corinthians 11.3 tells us the order of the chain of command in the home. Let me just read that. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Now, that can be a little complicated to just read it, but when you... Turn it all around and listen to it right. It's this. God, Christ, man, 
woman, and then the children. And I always joke around and say, then it's the dog and the cat and the, the mouse and then the cheese, you know, because there's a chain of command in the home, in the family. And Satan knows that if he can get the first, right. the head, away from God, then he can gain access to the rest of those that are down order, down in the chain of command. So if look at it like this. If he gets your first fruit of your income, which is supposed to be your tithe, he can have access to all your finances. And how many people do we know that just because they refuse to pay their tithe, their finances are a wreck? If they would just get the first fruit right, it would change the rest. Uh, if the devil gets your firstborn child, he feels like he has access to all your children. Uh, if he can get the dad, he can work on the whole family in the home. And we know that's true. Yeah. We have seen fathers fall, fail, walk away from God and the impact that it has on the home. That's why there's such an attack on the men. Absolutely. The men, the head of the house. Because you yes. get the head and the rest of it just dies. Yes. The rest of it falls apart because that's not the way God intended it to be. That's right. Whoever gets the first has access to the rest. So God wants it, and if we let him have it, he will have room to work on the rest. Some homes that are struggling, if a dad would just sell out to God and get on fire, it would change a lot of problems in his home. Yeah. And and really, Brother Austin, this also goes over to a church that we know the devil fights the pastor, the ministry, because if he feels like if he can get the ministry down or get them to fall, or get them to compromise, then he has access to the rest of the church. And it's very true. God wants the head of the body to be right, and then he'll bless the rest of the body. Go to Psalm 133. He said he poured out that oil on the head of Aaron. It ran down upon his garments. That is the way God does in the church. He pours it on the ministry, and it runs down over the body of Christ and even drips it off their hem of the garments onto the ground. So it starts at the head. All right, so let, let me explain the difference of men's hair and women's hair. Uh, God has always had a distinction between men and women. Right. I noticed that you said something earlier about the gender. Um, that is a huge issue that America is wrestling with right now. But when you look at, we're talking about hair, but looking at men and women, there is a distinction in them that God set in three ways. First of all, he set that in creation. That's where he dealt with the gender. Male and female created he them. There's nobody else. There's no other yeah. gender. Um, all of this... Um, LGBTQ yeah. plus all that, it wasn't there. It's interesting to note that they don't, they're not trying to change that I know of changing genders of animals. Right. You know, they're not That's saying, well, I think that bear is uh, pan or right. bi or. Yes. Uh, I think that, you know, <laughs> right. I think that boy bear wants to be a girl bear, and right. you know all this all this kind of stuff. And I know that that seems actually silly to people. Yeah. But how come we know it's a doe and we know it's a buck? That right. You said God created gender distinction in the animals from the very beginning. Sure. We know that's a buck. We yeah. know that's a doe. Right. It looks like our brains 
of everybody in the world be like it's the same way with us. Yeah. Well, I think we understand that it is a spirit that is driving that in these people to feel that way. Um, they're not concerned about animals. They, the, but the spirit is concerned about destroying them. But in creation, there was a difference. In the clothing, there is a difference. God always made a distinction between men and women with their clothing. Thirdly, it was in their covering or their hair. So the woman's hair is to be uncut, just that's plain and simple, uncut. And the man's hair is supposed to be cut within the natural bounds of their hairline. That's the difference that God made between the two men and women for their hair is, is right there. God wants the woman's hair uncut and the men's hair cut within their natural boundaries of their hairline. So in that... The natural hair hairline that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So I know there was some there was some of this that was back in the day, and now it's coming back now. Mm -hmm. And even you know I've seen it within the church. You'll have the hair is not touching the ears. It's not down to that natural line you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But it's there's a lot going on upstairs. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole lot going on upstairs. Right. It might be a foot long upstairs. <laughs> You know, it may be super long in the back or however. You know, new trends like the mullet now. Lord right. have mercy. Right. Why would anybody want a mullet? I, I that don't is know. so ugly. <laughs> but anyways, what 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 about these these hairstyles where it's just you know we just high and tight on the sides, but then upstairs it's just when they're just tons and tons of hair. Right. Well, the guidelines that God gave for a man's hair is this. He said it must be cut. And then he said that it must be within the bounds of their natural hairline. That, that's where he said, doth not even nature itself teach us that a man should not have long hair. So that is a restrictive law that was given by God to men for their hair. Now, the question you're asking doesn't really deal with hair length as far yeah. as... Um, it's, like it's not touching the ears. Right. That's what... Or even on the collar, you yeah. know, all that, the, you know, those natural hairlines and, and I, I guess some guys think they're werewolves you know and they can wear their hair as long as they want but that's not um, what God desired so there are other guidelines that God gives for our appearance that we must remember when you're talking about hair and there's you know they're generally principles that are given because hair can become an adornment simply by its hairstyle Pride can be shown in your hair. Um, and there is a spiritual element in the hair be, based on 1 Corinthians 11. He said, for this cause ought the woman have power on her head because of the angels. There is a spiritual element even in that. And I know the world mocks that and ridicules that, but it's very true and it's biblically based right here in this chapter and so you can still be within the guidelines of it must be cut and it must be within the natural boundaries and still have spiritual problems that will show themselves through your hair or hairstyles. And so hairstyles have to be considered when you're talking about hair on a man or a woman. And so as far as the women go, they probably get the brunt. Of the sure. of the preaching and the teaching when it comes to hair, sure. And I was always raised growing up that 
it was very simple. You need to have long hair. Well, what's long mean? It means uncut. Mm-hmm. It means uncut. And so I've heard different arguments from different folks, as as we all have. Mm-hmm. Well, what what does that mean? I mean, people, there are folks that um, get a perm. Um, there are ladies that get perm in their hair. There are ladies that trim the ends. They say it's more healthy. Um, to burn off the ends, they say, you know, it, it makes your hair unhealthy or whatever. I mean, I've heard different arguments. And obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not a woman. I don't have long hair. <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about it right. as far as that goes. But what does these scriptures right here in 1 Corinthians 11, what does it mean when it means to be uncovered, when it means to be uncut? And what about burning, trimming, any any kind of way mm-hmm. of making your hair shorter than what it's supposed to be? Right. Okay, good question. Well, the rule that God set, we're looking at 1 Corinthians 11, for a woman's hair length is that it is to be uncut. Uncut. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 11, 4 and 5. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. But every man that prayeth, excuse me, verse 5, every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, dishonoreth her head for that is even all one as if she were shaven so he is talking here about covered or uncovered when you look at the woman's hair in verse number five it says uncovered now when you break that word down it is made up of three words in the greek and when you bring it all down to our language it literally means without all covering So when we look at this word of covering, it said, Every woman that prayeth or prophesieth without all her covering dishonoreth her head. So what you're talking about, Brother Austin, is people cutting their hair. You you said burning their hair. But we need to realize that anything that a woman does to her hair to remove some of it is wrong. It is sinful because what he's saying here is that she has to have all her covering. So it doesn't matter if you take off an inch, if you trim it, if you bite it, if you cut it, if you burn it. It doesn't matter how you do it. The removal of that hair is damaging that covering. And if you take off some, you're not having all your covering. And so biting it is wrong. Um in any list of things they may have. I've heard of them cutting it with fingernail clippers and saying it wasn't cut. There's a list of things. The problem is what's in your heart. You're wanting to get rid of the yeah. hair that God has given you for a cover. It's not the utensil. No, the, no. It's that's the, not the right word. It's not the it, it, I said utensil. That's all right. It, it's not how you're doing it. Yeah, it's not the tool. There it there is. There you go. Yeah, but that's not it. So, This is one reason why I personally don't go along with perming a woman's hair. I don't believe in that. Um, It severely damages your hair. You risk burning it, breaking it off. And therefore, I, I do my best to be biblical. And biblically, I feel like you have to maintain that hair and do all you can to not remove it. Anything a woman intentionally decides to do to remove some of her hair is wrong. And that's basically the bottom line. I just wanted to make a note right here. I was studying some about hair and things because, you know, I want to know why. 
Mm-hmm. I want to know why I believe something. I, right. I don't want to just get up in the pulpit and say, one, two, three, this is what we do. Right. And not know why or not tell nobody why. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to know for myself. Yeah. And I was reading, and I, I found it sort of comical, but I was reading over you know different commentators, and it was told that at the time that Paul was writing this to the Corinthian church, it was known in their culture that if a man had long hair, as we would know what long means, mm-hmm. that you was effeminate. Mm. You was known by everyone you were soft hmm. and unmanly and ladylike. Wow. Brother Tim, I don't want to be known. I don't want <laughs> no. somebody to look at me and say, boy, that's a sissy. <laughs> right. I don't no, want somebody sir. to look at me and say he's very unmanly. Right. We was at Taco Bell last night. Which you said is your fellowship hall. Yes. <laughs> McDonald's used to be ours. There was a man that walked in Taco Bell last night with extremely long hair. And it was, what was it, red, purple, pink? Purplish, yeah. It, I mean, it was like three or four different colors. Yeah. I looked at that guy, and I thought, that's a sissy. Right. That is very unmanly. There's something yes. wrong with that. Yeah. He might not have a lisp like a lot of them do. <laughs> right. But that was still very, very unmanly. Right. But anyways... Um, verse number four and number five. Let's hone in on that for a few minutes. Okay. Where it says, Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonor dishonoreth his head. What This word covered right here, d- does that mean a literal covering, like a beanie or a hat? Or I, I mean, I know, but I'm just, I'm just asking from a, from a young person that may ask. Because, you know, we as custom, and I think it's a great custom to have, we all take our hats off in church. Mm-hmm. I find myself just setting my wife's guitar up mm-hmm. before church even starts or even the day before or whatever. I take my hat off when I walk in. It's the house of God. I want to be respectful. Right. But I don't think that's what Paul's talking about no. in this particular scripture. No, he's not. And it is good etiquette and respectful to take your hat off when you go into any building, really. If years ago, they would take their hat off when they ate. You'd never see a man eating with his hat on. So it was a matter of etiquette and respect going into a building, how much more we should do that to the house of God. That's what they do in the military. Yes. You take your – it's called exactly. a cover. You take yes. your cover off when right. you enter a building. Yes. You better not be caught with it on. You get right. in trouble. <laughs> but – when we look at the hair here in verse or chapter 11, if you go to verse 15, the question has always been asked, well, what is the covering? Do, do I have to wear a second covering? Is this dealing with a uh, – and I'm not trying to be offensive with how I describe this, but uh-huh. is it dealing with a doily on my head or a, a bonnet that I have to wear? No. Look at verse 15. But if a woman have long hair, it is glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. So the covering is the hair, plain and simple, nothing else. So when he's talking in verse 4 and 5 about covering, he's talking about hair. So go back to verse 4. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. Again, if you dig into the meaning of that word, it literally means herring hair, growing hair, hair that is left out of control. It's not contained at all. And so he is saying there, if you're just letting your hair grow like a woman is supposed to, you are dishonoring your head, which is Christ and God. You're dishonoring that. Now you go to verse 5, said every woman that praying, prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, that's where it comes back to without all her covering. She's supposed to let her hair just grow and grow with no limitations on it. And that is the difference there. Hair is the covering. 
Men are not supposed to let their hair grow untamed, uncontrolled. They're supposed to keep it within a certain boundary. Women, verse four, verse five, excuse me, are supposed to let their hair just grow. Don't don't do anything to hinder it. Don't do anything to stop it. It is glory to God, according to verse 15, and it is her covering. I hope that explains what you're looking for there. Okay, so verse number 14 talks about, Doth not nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it's a shame unto him. It's a shame. Now, there's another there's mm-hmm. another uh, controversial word right there. Right. Well, shame. It did not say sin. Right. It said it's a shame. Yes, Brother Austin, I think the main thing that we need to understand, everybody, and this is what I teach at my church, the Bible is the answer book. It doesn't matter what anybody says, thinks, how we interpret it. Right. Go back to what the Bible says. When the Bible said it is a shame, that word literally means abomination. Yep. That Greek word right there is atema, and mm-hmm. it means disgrace and dishonor. Yes, you are disgracing your head. You're dishonoring your head. It is an abomination. God looks on that very strongly. I know there was a so-called Christian comedian several years ago that made a joke out of that on one of his yeah. CDs. Oh, it's just a shame. Well, it's a shame it's hot in here, but that doesn't mean I'm going to hell because of that. But when you look at the Bible, the Bible is telling us it's an abomination. That is a strong word to God, to be an abomination, and you are dishonoring, disgracing your head, which is Christ and God. And I, I believe that's very serious. It's not something to joke around no. about. So verse 15 says, but if a woman have long hair, it's a glory to her for her hair is given her for a covering. Right. So we know what the covering is. It's the hair. And it is a glory to her. It brings glory to her, but not only to her. Go back to verse, and I know I keep switching back and forth on you, but go back to verse 5. It said that she dishonoreth her head. So it's a glory to her. It's a dishonor if she cuts it to her husband, to Christ, and to God. The head. The head, right. Which the woman, that is the head of her life, is the husband, Christ and God, and she dishonors every one of them. She brings shame on them. And not only that, but what is to be a glory to her, she is removing and taking away. She's losing her glory and dishonoring her head. Yeah. Why would you want to get rid of your glory? (laughs) That's a good question. Yeah. Right. Why would you want to... uh, Don't take your glory away. Right. You know, people notice it. How many times... As your wife and my wife, people are like, man, your hair's so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And your hair's so nice. Because you don't see that very often. Right. We were in a store just a few weeks ago. And, of course, my wife's hair is naturally curly. It looks like she stuck her finger in a light socket. I mean, just curls (laughs) everywhere, you know. Um, But we were in a store or someplace of business, and a woman said to her, your hair is beautiful. How do you get your hair to be that long? And Barbara was like, I don't cut it. (laughs) It's <laughs> pretty simple. Yeah. Just leave it alone. And I think we need just need to understand that. Just leave it alone. And I believe that a woman ought to fix her hair. I don't believe there's any glory in in being dirty, filthy, unkept. 
any of that. I believe it's great to comb your hair, wash your hair, yeah. fix your hair, but don't cut your hair. Right. My pastor always said, how long is long? As long as you keep the scissors out of it. Right. That's it. As long as you don't cut it, your hair's long. Yep. Some people's hair will not grow as long. It right. depends on culture. I've seen it, some that's barely past the shoulders. Absolutely. Then, you know, people look at them and wonder. And then you see some folks... One of my wife's cousins, her hair drags the ground. Mm -hmm. My sister-in-law, it practically touches the ground. Oh, yeah. We have ladies in our church. Their hair almost reaches the ground, Sister Natasha. Um, my mother-in-law has not cut her hair in 40-plus years, and it barely comes to her shoulders. Just beautiful white hair, but it does not grow long. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of how long. It's a matter of don't cut it. Don't right. do anything to restrict it or restrain it. Just let it grow. And so today, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a man and you feel like this teaching has hopefully convicted you of having super long hair, real simple, go to the barber today and get it cut. Right. Let God bless you in your life. Let it get cut. But if you're on the flip side of that yeah. and you're a woman and your hair has been cut, mm -hmm. then hopefully we can trust that you'll quit cutting it. Yes. Hopefully we can that you'll take something that this podcast has said today that Brother Tim's been teaching to us, and you'll quit cutting it, you'll quit burning it, you'll quit trimming it. And if you're one of those that says, well, preacher, you know, it, it's cut off to your shoulders or it's super, super short, obviously you can't tape it back on. <laughs> Just quit cutting it. Yes. Quit cutting it. And, Brother Austin, there's two things I want to say right there. N number one, a woman may come and get saved, and she has cut her hair. Um, we ought to know it don't grow overnight. Yeah. Well, her question may be, well, I don't have all my covering. I cut it off. Yeah. So can I ever be right with God? And I feel like the answer for that is yes. Yeah. Don't cut it anymore and let it grow. And God will look at it as if. He cleanses you, us you, from all sin. Everything of, all. The, everything of the past is gone. And just let it grow from there and go on. Yeah. And don't let the devil torment you about that. Don't beat yourself up about it. Let God's grace take care of it. So just let your hair grow from here. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention is, I, and I said this earlier, there's a spiritual element in the hair. If you go to Revelation chapter 9 and you find the locusts that come up in the tribulation, and the Bible describes them, and one thing he says is that they had hair in Revelation 9-8 as the hair of women and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. But in verse 8 or 7, he said they had the faces of men. So they got the face of a man and the hair of a woman. It is a matter of of a spirit, a demon, that is mixing the two genders. I'm a man, but I'm a demon. I'm in rebellion. I'm going to have hair like a woman. It is a matter of rebellion when we will not accept 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And when we resist that and fight that, it is rebellion in our heart. It's that same spirit that's driving the demonic uh, spirit of Revelation chapter 9. And I don't want that spirit. I want to have power on yeah. my head because of the angels. I want my wife to have power on her head because of the angels. I don't want that demonic rebellion spirit. No, sir. I do not want a spirit of rebellion in my life. I want to be faithful to God. I want to live right. And I want to be pleasing to God. I pray that all the time. Right. Practically every time I pray, God, let me be pleasing to yes. you. Here's something else that... Um, I, I want to bring up, and I'd like to talk about it here, 
and that is the topic of dyeing your hair. Mm. Now, when we talk about dyeing hair, I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, I want to be careful, but what, what we're seeing in the church today, mm-hmm. you know, we're not seeing folks going from black hair to blue, going from brown hair to red, or green, or pink. That's a very obvious dyeing. Mm-hmm. But what we are seeing is, and it's something more that other women can point out, because it's mainly seems like it's on women and not men. I, I mean, I may be wrong on that, but just in my my experience, and I'm sure it's being done on both. Sure. I, I know that, but I'm just saying it's not so much going from those crazy colors, but it's, hey, I'm a little bit, I've got too much gray hair, and let me dye it back black a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or let me go from brown to lighter brown. Let me look a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Just enough to where it's not hugely noticed, but you're still dyeing the color of your hair. Yeah. Well, if you look at men, most men are not super caught up in their appearance. Right. You know, there are some that are vain, that are prideful, that are worldly. If it goes gray tomorrow, so be it. Yeah, who cares? I'd rather turn gray than turn loose. You know, it's all right. My brother-in-law, the other one on this podcast, Zach, he's 20, see, I think he's 29 now. Mm-hmm. He's got more gray hair than... I mean, he's got gray hair everywhere. Great, it must be a lot of wisdom. He's not pulling out the he's not pulling out the bottle and making right. it go black black. But women, it seems like that they struggle with yeah. that. We know that. You don't ask a woman her age. You sure don't talk about their weight. You you just yeah. you leave those things alone. Death wish. Yes. And the reason is they have a um conscientious feeling about that. So when a woman starts to turn gray in her hair, she wants to fix that. But the Bible said in Isaiah 29, and again, the Bible answers our questions and sets our beliefs. Isaiah 29, he said this, um, Shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not? Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, he had no understanding? So what he is talking about here is the creation looking at the creator and saying, you don't know what you're doing. You don't understand where I'm at. Why did you make me like this? And when we look at us as the creation, when we dye our hair or we do anything cosmetically to try to just change ourselves because we want to look different, really we're looking at God and saying, you don't know what you're doing. You don't understand where I'm at in life. And if you think about how foolish that is, you wouldn't do it because God made you the way he wanted you. Fearfully and wonderfully, wonderfully made. made. In and the image of God. Yes. And I believe that we need to let God dictate what we look like. Amen. I want to let God dictate what I look like. Verse number 16, and this will be what we will end this episode with. 1 Corinthians 11. Yes, 1 Corinthians 11, verse number 16. Okay. And this is one that is shouldn't be controversial, but it is. And I've actually had a person come up to me. And quote me this verse and took it completely out of context that that's what Paul was saying. And that is not what Paul was saying. So I'm going to read it, then I'm going to tell you what I've heard by at least this one individual, and then we'll go from there. All right. So after Paul was writing, and he tells us here, and he says how we should have our hair and covering and all of that we've talked about, he ends this little discourse and says, But if any man seem to be contentious... We have no such custom, neither the churches of God. Hmm. And so I made a slight comment on 
men having long hair in a message in passing. I did not dwell on it. I didn't explain it. I just made it in passing. Right. There was an individual in the church house that night that, excuse me, had a had long hair, and it really fired him up. And he cornered me after church. And he said, well, you can take that scripture in 1 Corinthians 11, and you can read it. He said, but Paul said at the end of it, if any man seem contentious, if any man wants to fight about this and argue about this, he said, we have no such custom. He said, Paul said, I mean, he was I mean, he was adamant. He was talking this fast. He said, but Paul said, if we're going to fight about it, just forget about it. If we're going to fight about it, just forget about it. You don't even need to do it. It ain't worth fighting over. I don't think that's what Paul was saying. Not at all. Not at all. What what you're dealing with there is somebody that wants to be contentious, and you just let them be contentious. Let them argue yeah. with themselves. Yeah. He 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 called me. It was a few years ago. He told me I was young and I needed to study more. Sure. He told me absolutely. <laughs> and I'm sure that I am young and I do need to study more. But on that particular set of scriptures, he was dead wrong. Right. Well, even even liberal commentators, if you read them, they're going to tell you that what Paul is saying here is we, we do not allow contention. We're not going to argue about something. This is what it is. This is how it must be. But why would God take 15 verses telling us about our hair and then get to verse 16 and say, hey, if you don't like it, just throw it out? That God never does that in the Word of God. When God sets something, it is set. It is done, finished, final. But So when we get to verse 16, he is saying, if you seem to be contentious, we have no custom of arguing about the doctrine. And really, we need to get back to that, to where we just accept what God's word says, and we live it, we believe it, we practice it, and we don't argue about it. It would, it would help us on our standard of holiness to just get back to taking God's word as it is, and live in it. Yes, sir. Take it as it is and live the Word of God. Well, thank you, Brother Tim, for coming on today. Thank you for talking to us about the head and the hair. Amen. Very, Glad. very needed. Very needed in this day and hour. Glad to be here with you. I appreciate it. Look forward to next week and next episode as well. Yes, everybody stay tuned. Next week, we got more coming. See you later. Of life I've run The Lord says to me My child well done